large refrigerated tube at the end of the universe. Hey. That, uh, not much. Um, just, yeah, just came around again. Everything, everything cool. Sorry about that dream I had about you last night. Uh, if it's okay, maybe it's better if we just don't talk about it, okay? Just don't mention it, it never happened. Um, we'll talk about something else. The shoes you are in that are really, uh, good. I'm hot. I'm happy for you. I'm in a cold place. Dark and clammy. Filled with the smell of tilapia and the burnt chocolate pudding. I am alone at the front counter. Which is itself alone in a small white alcove. Which is itself lit by a lone fluorescent light. Out ahead, emptiness stretches on for an infinite amount of miles, so that your eyes hug the edge of space, so that your vision can wander without touching a single star. Eh, like a romantic emptiness. Yeah. All the way to the end of the universe. The floor is black and white. Chuckered linoleum. And beside me. A cold grey steel. Bolted down tightly. I'm inside. Of a refrigerator. With coils the size of skyscrapers. A colossal tip. That stretches back. 300 miles on a constant upward incline. Uh, it's really funny that I'd come here because I used to work here and when they fired me, I quit. Since uh, that's kind of where I draw the line. Yeah, you don't fire me or I'll quit. Saying as I'm the best. No one knows I'm high right now. Uh, except the customer. He is an elderly looking man, uh, perfectly hairless polished with some kind of soapy fluid so that he like almost sparkles uh, but more glistens yeah he's wearing a bathrobe and, he, and he's shivering hello welcome to the large refrigerated tube at the end of the universe how can I serve you freshly today looking sad and weary the old man beckoned for me to lean in closer to him Oh, he put two fingers behind my ear and he whispered really, really softly in, in, my, in my ear. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but all we have is tilapia and burnt chocolate pudding. That is the sad reality of the large refrigerated tube at the end of the universe. There are only two buttons on the register. One is for tilapia. One is for burnt chocolate pudding. 
and one of them could fling the customer into space, but neither of those was a beef burger. Aghast, the man's mouth swung open in disbelief, and he looked as though he might cry. Sympathetically, uh, I leaned in to whisper to him, Hey man, oh, I'm really sorry about that, but I can give you a hug if you want a hug. Shaking his head, the old man began to turn away, walking at a glacial pace for what seemed like hours until he reached the end of the linoleum floor and let the strongest winds take him far into away into the deepest reaches of space. I feel like I... Yeah. I provided excellent customer service. It's not true that all we serve is tilapia and burnt chocolate pudding. I remember working here when there were at least 500 different items on the menu. But there was a power outage one day. Things started breaking. And a friend said, like, that's the soda geyser. Take the soda geyser. It's located about 120 miles up the large refrigerated tube at the end of the universe. Uh, it began to clog up and eventually burst. There, there's, there's currently a 60 mile long glacier made up of all the different sodas. Those sodas used to just cascade gloriously down the large refrigerated tube at the end of the universe into whatever cup or receptacle you needed it to. The burger fountain, which uh, it's, like, it's like 15 miles away from the, from the counter, uh, produces burgers endlessly. On a jolly drops them every once in a while. In a flood of, of about a hundred or so of them at a time. And we can all open our bags and wait for them to roll down the hill for the customer. As of right now, or really only a few months ago, we have to seal it with a large cement cap to prevent a catastrophe and that's the reason I quit. Fact which begs the question. Why am I here again? You know what? If you, if you hadn't been thinking so much about the dream I had about you, this wouldn't be happening. But no, you just have to keep bringing it up. And it's insensitive to dream about you. But if I didn't do it, then you wouldn't exist. Maybe you should be a little more grateful. Don't bring me to the large refrigerated tube at the end of the universe. For repairs, we have to depend on a very large race of giant spider people with very sad looking eyes that are custom made in Bangladesh. They are creatures who hunch around on two or four of their eight legs trying to repair things. There's only two of them left because of the power outage or something. But you can tell when they are close to you. Make this really loud scraping noise whenever they walk. And when they're really close, you can see bright white lights coming from their eyes. And you hear the 
soft and constant singing of their patient and fragile voices. One of them's like a really big fan of Sylvia Plath, for example, which actually always makes me kind of nervous, you know, because that, the, that one's in charge of fixing the steak oven, or it was when I worked here, uh, and you can tell which one it is, since when it sees you, it's especially pleasant, but morose, to a certain degree. Hello. It will say. It's a... It's a treat to see you. And then it, like, just sighs, like... Um, usually ask you something, like... I don't suppose you've read any good books lately. And then it just goes on its merry way. The other one is painted blue and yellow. And it's very glum. Even more glum than the other one, I'd say. Um, every time it sees me, it looks at me with these very sad eyes and it tells me the story of how its teeth were stolen by poachers. And I listen patiently. Sometimes the customers videotape it so they can bring it home to their friends. And then it asks me, I just wanted to ask you if you have any tapes. And I say, oh, why? And then it looks very ashamed, and it hangs its head in sadness. Well, I'd like to listen I try to remind the giant spider person. He doesn't have a tape player. How's his traditional anti-size? More morosely. And he crawls back into the darkness. That's really, like, probably one of the coolest things about working at this place, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm really into that. Like, the giant spiders. Uh, uh, kind of, like, that's kind of what stuck out to me. Was like, yeah, maybe that's why I'm here. Yeah. Wait. Um. Oh, oh no. Oh, look. Oh, my gosh. Another customer. Oh, my. Oh, came to the counter. Another customer came to the counter. A decrepit-looking woman with long blonde hair and a pink polka-dotted dress. She had a face that was wrinkled like an iguana, a little fleshy beard, and a pair of beady gray eyes. Walking towards the counter with a look of intense purpose, she fished around in her purse. I've got a gift card, she muttered, looking homicidal. Oh, well, hi, ma'am. Welcome to the large refrigerated tube at the end of the universe. I have a fountain in the sky, and it shoots tilapia and a sea of burnt chocolate pudding. Which button do you want, ma'am? She slammed the card on, on the counter. Now listen here. Came here to be cross with you. Understanding, I nodded. I hate this refrigerated tube. It's the worst refrigerated tube I've seen in all my years of life. I'm sorry to hear that, ma'am. This refrigerated tube is entirely staffed and peopled by criminals and degenerates. 
whenever I come here. You all treat me worse than my terrible children. I'm honored. Um, should continue. I only came here because it's slightly worse than hell. And when I die, I'd like to think I've seen worse places than the flaming pit wherein Lucifer will torment my soul. Zero out of five stars. Do not recommend. There are much better refrigerated tubes only 700 miles away from here. She wrinkled her nose and she stared up into the darkness of the tube where she could barely perceive the eyes of a spider person. Have you gotten rid of the soda glacier yet? Uh, no, ma'am, I apologize. We have not gotten rid of the soda glacier. Damn you. Damn you and everything you've ever done in your life, you miserable hooker! She stared very hard at the menu, which was just a dirty whiteboard with the words Tilapia and Pudding Stuffs scrawled in angry letters. With agony in her eyes, she began to tap out something in Morse code on the table. Did you get that? No. I sent a message to the distant powers. You triple nippled nitwit. Now, you have better get my order right. All right, ma'am. Whenever you're ready. I want a steel bucket of tilapia. And three cups of burnt chocolate pudding! I cautiously pressed the buttons and then turned around, holding up my arms. Tilapia! Three cups of burnt chocolate pudding! Hundreds of miles away, a bright light shone, lighting up the entire length of the tube. The two spider people recoiled in fear as an explosion shook the skies, and a steel bucket of tilapia slid quickly down the incline. I prepared three cups for pudding stuff as the chocolate sea was unleashed, and the torrential avalanche of burnt chocolate pudding glooped relentlessly on a thin canal down the tube. Instead of waiting for her order, the woman fell to Negro at the corner of the lobby. I should have mentioned it was snowing. But it's always snowing in a large refrigerated tube, so I thought you'd know that. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, your tilapia's ready. I heard unintelligible whispers come from the igloo. As the woman withdrew, I wasn't sure if I could do anything to help her. One of the spider people, however, began to come closer since the spider people really want nothing more than to make us happy and gay. Well, what it says in the man. I haven't read the manual. I meant to read the manual. I just got to read the manual. Pardon me, but it's the woman in the igloo. Unhappy. I nodded. Is is the woman in the igloo crying? Again, I, I nodded. Is. <laughs> The woman in the igloo in need of these, uh, these 
three cups of burnt chocolate pudding. I shook my head. Well, then, uh, perhaps the woman in the igloo would like this steel bucket of tilapia. I told him or her or them that it was doubtful. In lieu of said foodstuffs, should, should I have... Should I offer the woman in the igloo a, a friendly embrace and a kind word? Go away, spider person! Leave me to my igloo and find gainful employment elsewhere! The woman in the igloo does not like me! I offered the spider person burnt chocolate pudding and it quietly sat at the edge of the incline, shivering as it spooned the pudding into its mouth. Well, you know what, buddy? I like you. I like you too, friend. Thank you for this burnt chocolate pudding. The spider person looked ahead. Oh dear, there's a man in a top hat approaching the alcove. Oh, maybe I should return to fixing the oven. Oh, that's fine. We can wait a bit. It was a while before I could actually see the man on the top hat. Like, spider people have, like, a really, really great field of vision. It's, like, one of the perks of, like, employing them. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like, a lot of people don't understand that, like, spider people can also be gainfully employed just like other people. And, like, they don't understand that, like, just because they're a spider person doesn't mean that they can't, like, contribute to the workplace. And, you know, spider people are great people. And, like, I, I'm totally glad that I worked with Selvia. I was a while before I could see the man on the top hat, right? That was, yeah. And here, okay, I was, yeah, that guy's right there, isn't he? Sorry, am I saying this out loud? Somewhat aloud, friend. Oh, right. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. But, yeah, uh, I, I was talking about the guy, right? I was talking about the guy in the top hat. You sure were, buddy. Right, okay, the guy in the top hat, okay. Well, he was in a top hat. And he had a really big white beard and glasses. And he didn't really need the glasses, which was just kind of what made it weird that he was wearing the top hat. That's like really what made it stick out, was actually the sunglasses. I don't know why I'm describing him as the man in the top hat, when really it's the sunglasses that really, uh, you know, just drop it. In his defense, at a certain point, it's dark enough that it doesn't matter what you have on your face. He looked with suspicion at me and the spider person. Probably thinking we were high. Hey, what's the holdup? You got a customer! He said. Well, about 50 feet away. I rocked and I went up to the cash register and, and in the man's hands, he was stroking a small rabbit. Which looked frightened because the man did not look friendly. Uh, the old man in the top hat, although I guess that also could have been the spider person. I mean, the spider person. I understand that some people are afraid of spider people because they aren't familiar with them in their regular lives. Alright, I get that. I get that some people don't understand what spider people are doing when spider people are doing spider people things. But spider people are people too, and we need to respect that, right? Okay, so we need to respect that. And I'm not saying that these are an allegory for people. I'm actually talking about spider people. I don't know what you guys think this is an allegory for, because all your allegories are bullshit. It's like spider people is what I'm talking about. I work with them. 
welcome to the large refrigerated tube uh, at the end of the universe. What can I make freshly excellent for you today, sir? Y'all have beef burgers? No, sir. You got shrimp tacos? Uh, no, sir. We well, how have... about oatmeal? Jenka! Oh. My heart stopped. Oatmeal. I remembered when my grandmother had finished shaping the oatmeal. And she'd finished relaying her prophecy to me and Jessica. She set it on the mantle and began singing an Armenian hymn. A dainty little number called The Caspian Sea floods with blood when we assemble the great machines of war and destroy the pigs of Azerbaijan. The face in the oatmeal came to life and began making a loud sucking noise, which didn't show any signs of stopping for a solid 15 minutes. My grandma responded by shutting one of her eyes and moaning in an extremely low frequency that only she could hear. Eventually they came to a compromise, their pitches bending to pull together as one. The oatmeal raised an eyebrow. I like to think of you as the absence of air in the space which you occupy. Creator woman. The spirit which you have imbued within me crystallizes with the force of ocean at the passing of your twin moon. The descendant and his lover. There will be a mountain lion and seven men riding from the east. And the meaning of the jellyfish. In the ocean where they have turned the beaches black and all that remains living is that which lives without soul. I am a bowl of oatmeal. Bring me to your grandson. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but all we can actually make here is uh, burnt chocolate pudding and tilapia. The spider person raised one of his hands. Well, sir, if you may, if I, if I may interject, I'm uh, sorry to disrupt you, uh, but we can if, if, you, if you'd like. Maybe put the tilapia in several different kinds of rather nice buckets. Hey, screw off, Bucko. I didn't ask you. You're telling me that this large refrigerated tube at the end of the universe doesn't have one goddamn beef burger. <laughs> this is ridiculous. That's what I keep saying. Hey, lady. Keep quiet in your igloo, I'm trying to be an asshole here! I demand a refund. Oh, right away, sir. The only problem is that you have not ordered anything yet, so I cannot give you a refund because you have not ordered anything. I don't care. Give me back the five minutes of my life you just stole from me. The spider person, looking increasingly glum, offered... Maybe, sir. Maybe you could, could try some... Some burnt chocolate pudding? Christ, maybe I will order something. 
might as well let you all screw up my day just a little more. <sighs> Unbelievable. Can I get a PVC bucket of tilapia? I pressed the button, uh, which did not exist, and then he asked. No, one second, kid. Uh, no, can I get that with a side of carrots? I'm, I'm sorry, sir. All we have today is... I know, um, but whatever. Maybe a little bit of ketchup. All, all we have here is burnt chocolate pudding and tilapia. That is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my life. And I've been here for five minutes with you people. Sweet milk of the Virgin Mary's swollen teat. Can't you people do anything useful? Well, <laughs> we're gonna get it always. You home. It's only a path. It's one of my favorites. It always helps me feel better when I'm disappointed in myself. The man in the top hat gagged with disgust. Sylvia Plath! Ha! Huh. You're gonna read me a poem by Sylvia Plath? Lord Almighty, of all the mid-20th century confessional poets you could choose, of course you choose the most bland, derivative, and cheap poets of a lot, huh? I mean the entire genre of confessional poetry is inevitably marred by a sense of falsified melodrama and cheapened by the realities of fast world class privilege, resulting in the genre attracting primarily mentally vacuous imbeciles of the lowest caliber. But anyone who likes Sylvia Plath must have a damp loincloth for a brain if you ask me. Yeah, put that in your bell jar and smoke it, buddy. <laughs> Just give me the tilapia. Christ, and then give me a refund. I don't want any of it. Too pissed off for that. Been pissed off this whole damn time. Geppetto Cross Gruber, is that you? I heard a voice call from the distance as I turned my back. Help me, I'm, I'm lost at the end of a large refrigerated tube. Lost at the end of a large refrigerated tube. I recognize the voice anywhere, even at the end of a 300 mile long refrigerated tube at the end of the universe. Jessica. Behind me, the woman in the igloo and the man in the top hat become distracted when the woman in the igloo attempted to argue that even if Platt's poetry had its weak points, his dismissal of not only her entire body of work, but the whole genre was erroneous and ill-founded. The spider person looked up ahead. Oh, there's a girl in distress. It said, lo looking guilty. Oh, I wish I were a better spider person. Then the fountain would work. The oven would bake pies. And the man in the top head wouldn't be so angry with you. I quietly stroked the spider person's massive arm, comforting her. Oh, Sylvia, you're a great spider person. Aunt, you know what? In my opinion, like, the only reason anyone views Sylvia Plath's body of work with derision from a contemporary perspective is because even though much of her work was groundbreaking, in its time, it has been subsequently mimicked. 
by so many other poets that it is just no longer given the appreciation that it's due. Oh dear, you're high, aren't you? <laughs> but you're my best friend. And I'm glad to make you happy, Geppetto. Shall we go assist a girl in distress? The spider appears to help me onto its back and sped up the incline. Behind us, the man in the top hat and the woman in the igloo had slowly shifted to debating the failures of postmodernism. Which, I mean, thank God I did not stay down there because I would have had a field day. Grease Fire is a poem written, performed, and recorded by Timmy Vilgiotti in affiliation with the Redheaded Zombie Show. The show was originally performed on UCCS Radio in 2015 and is now being re-recorded with better sounds. If you enjoy Grease Fire, consider listening to my other show, Rivers of the Mind, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. You can also pledge money to help support my shows, my art, and my music at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Have a great day.